Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for that dream address without the stress. Get the Intel edge you need to succeed at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on all your favorite sports, Superbook.com, for terms and conditions and the best odds, boost, and promo bets out there. And of course, True Math Fitness in the Gulch, a new way to work out, a better way to work out to get the best version of you. Check out all of their membership options and get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident at True Math Fitness in the Gulch. So um, the Titans quarterback situation has obviously been a big point of discussion throughout the course of the offseason and really the past two years, right? The thing that a lot of people come back to um, is Ryan Tannehill isn't good enough to win the Titans a Super Bowl. Now, I disagree with that premise. Um, I think that there are plenty of mediocre to above average quarterbacks, of which I believe Ryan Tannehill to be in the classification of, depending on the uh, situation. I believe there's plenty of uh, quarterbacks who can win a Super Bowl. I think that the uh, I think that there are you know so many different circumstances that lead to a Super Bowl win that go beyond the quarterback, although the quarterback is obviously important, but that you can find a scenario where a lot of different quarterbacks can win a Super Bowl. Now, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is in that class where yeah, you have to have some good things around him. Um, yes, you have to uh, have better coaching around him, as we've seen the last couple of seasons. But we know that Ryan Tannehill can play in the NFL at a high level. We've seen it with our eyes. There's quantifiable evidence. They just need to get things right around him. Now, um, they can do so and also, at the same time, explore future options, such as quarterbacks in this draft class. So I think the case that I'm going to make is for the best possible quarterback solution for the Tennessee Titans um, tonight. I think we're going to have that discussion together, and I think it's going to be an interesting one because I think this is the thing that at this point makes the most sense. So let's start with your Two Rivers Ford take in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I want you to let me know how you feel about the situation for the Titans at quarterback in 2023. What's the best plan for them moving forward? We're going to talk about it together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford for 2023 model year Fords and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Award-winning customer service is what they offer and a non-commissioned sales staff that will put you in position to succeed. 
Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Uh, so I think that for the Tennessee Titans, there's no perfect solution that's out there at this point. But I think that we can talk about the best possible plan for this team that involves keeping Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and Kevin Byard on the roster. Because I think at this point, unless you have a huge move planned, like a Lamar Jackson, which uh, I'll tell you right now, based on the conversations that I've had, doesn't I'm not reporting anything, but just based on conversations I've had, I would think that they are pessimistic. I, the scenario I'm the scenario I'm about to pose to you is far more likely to happen than the Titans being in on Lamar Jackson. So as I consider a lot of different options on the table um, and Ryan Tannehill most likely to be the starting quarterback for this team in 2023, there's a couple of different ways that you can look at this. There is going to be a gold rush for the quarterbacks in this draft class because of the way that teams have already positioned themselves ahead of this year's NFL draft. You have Carolina, who's traded with the Chicago Bears to get the first overall pick. Chicago doesn't need a quarterback. Then Houston, who does need a quarterback, sitting there at two. Three is the hot commodity, right? Three is the thing that we know with almost a guarantee is going to be traded. That's the Arizona Cardinals, who do not need a quarterback and would be doing themselves a massive disservice if they didn't trade out of number three and try and pick up additional capital in trying to do so. So with all that being said, the Tennessee Titans are in a pretty unique situation because at 11 overall, theoretically, one of these quarterbacks could fall fall to them. And if they feel that that's the best player available on the board, I think it makes all the sense in the world to take him there. Um, If they feel that the quarterback of the future, Anthony Richardson, for example, is too good to pass up, I think theoretically the Tennessee Titans can be in the mix for third overall at this point. I think it makes a lot of sense for them. Now, the obvious argument against trading up to number three is the Titans don't have picks, right? The Titans only have six draft picks. And uh, to go up from 11 to three isn't going to cost you as much as going from 11 to one, but it's still going to cost you a substantial amount of money, Uh, rather a substantial amount of draft capital. Now, I think there's a scenario in which you can package Malik Willis, who I will tell you for a fact that this team is not, you know, is over uh, as a future solution. I don't think Malik Willis has any place um, long-term with the Tennessee Titans organization. I think the Malik Willis experiment has already happened. And I'm, uh, again, based on conversations that I've had with people in the organization, I think that the Malik Willis situation is, uh, is over and done with. I think they've seen enough at this point. But other teams may be curious about Malik Willis. I think there's a scenario where you package Malik Willis along with the 11th overall pick, including um, including uh, probably, I mean, I don't think it would cost them another first next year to go up and get a player, but I think that it would be, it would probably be another second or third round pick, whether that's this year or next year. I think they would try and leverage a second or third round pick next year where they think they might be in a better position to succeed. Um, but I think that uh, I think that the draft co- cra- draft capital cost 
is going to be high. Um, Richardson makes a lot of sense for this team. And MB says package Malik who wants them. A lot of NFL teams have seen that film, right? A lot of NFL teams are going to have the same feeling as the Titans, which is that there, there's really no, um, there's really nothing there of any kind of uh, that would marry you to Malik Willis long term, right? He may go on to be a successful backup quarterback. He may get, I mean, he's already started a couple of games in the league. He may go on to have a, a couple of seasons where you know he puts it together. I, I think the example of uh, of Geno Smith who was a much higher level prospect than Malik Willis was. But I think Geno Smith, that that stories like Geno exist out there, where it took, gen, it took Geno 10 years to figure it out. It's just Malik isn't anywhere close and probably won't be um, at this stage of the game, especially with the expiring contract of Ryan Tannehill. David Brown says, Rand isn't going to risk his job on a quarterback that he didn't acquire. Willis will not be a Titan in 2023. He may be a Titan in 2023, but it's not risking his job. It is a bigger risk to go up and get Anthony Richardson, but again, much higher level prospect, much more promise, has a lot of traits, a lot of things that an NFL quarterback will need to operate and still is very, very raw. The comparison being made between Malik Willison and Anthony Richardson is wrong, flatly wrong. The film does not indicate that they're anywhere close as far as Richardson being a much higher level prospect. Um, than Malik was, the better comparison for Anthony Richardson is Josh Allen, even if Josh Allen was a more accurate quarterback at Wyoming than Richardson was at Florida. You can't necessarily guarantee that you're going to fix his accuracy, but Josh Allen is the comparison for Anthony Richardson, not Malik Willis. Malik Willis was a a, a day three pick and a, a the second third round pick that this team made because you know, it made sense to trade up for a quarterback who you thought might be raw. You just didn't realize he was going to be this raw. And now that you've seen where he's at and how much he can't help you at this point, I think I think Anthony Richardson or one of these quarterbacks should absolutely be in play. Now, um, I think that they, I think that them at three makes a lot of sense. And Monty Ossenfort, who formerly worked with the Titans organization, may be willing to make a deal there. I think that, I think that there are a, a lot of circumstances that see the Tennessee Titans trading up in this quarterback draft. But I think that Richardson is the prospect that makes the most sense for them because it is easy to imagine a scenario where Stroud and Young in some form or fashion, whether they're one goes one and the other goes two. Um, however, that ends up working out. I think those two are going to be off the board by the time the Cardinals are set to pick at three. And right now the Cardinals absolutely should trade out of three for a team that's in the quarterback market. And Tennessee, in this quarterback market, with those developmental prospects on the table, I think I think it's worth going up to get Anthony Richardson at this point. I think he makes a lot of sense. Uh, a to Z Sports Primetime is presented by the uh, Ashton Group, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress, and they'll get you the intel edge you need to succeed. GaryAshton.com. Nobody does it better. Nobody has better information or better properties than Nashville's best real estate agency. The best REMAX team in the entire world is at GaryAshton.com. So trust the team that your favorite teams trust with the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage.
Um, Xavier Cohen says, if Monty will sign daily, I definitely see him grabbing Malik. Monty Ossenfort was part of the draft, was part of the front office that drafted um, Malik Willis. I think it's entirely possible that that makes sense. Especially, and I don't know necessarily what kind of system. Um, who did the uh, the Cardinals hire? They hired the defensive coordinator of the Eagles, right? Gannon is the Cardinals' new head coach. So I don't know what system they're going to run in Arizona necessarily. And and off the top of my head, to be honest with you, I don't remember who they hired as their OC. Uh, if they have, I assume they've hired an OC by now, but uh, I don't I don't remember off the top of my head who that was. So I can't tell you specifically how, you know, that fits in their system, but one would imagine that they've hired an offensive coordinator that would work well with the skill set of Kyler Murray. And I think that Kyler Murray is a good model for what you can try and figure out around Malik Willis as a lower level talent, because Malik and Kyler Kyler aren't the same. uh, Malik and Kyler aren't the same player. Kyler is a much higher level player at the position, but, um, I do think that the I think that if you could find a ceiling of a poor man's Kyler Murray for Malik, I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, people are in here tossing me rumors that and are not citing sources. Chris Frazier, I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know who's reporting that. If you don't give me specifics, I'm not going to talk about things because I just don't give a shit about the rumor mill guys. Like, unless it's quantifiably reported, like I get so tired of that, and it's just for what? What a what like all the details in there about Lamar Jackson teams aren't trading for Lamar Jackson right now because teams don't want to put together a contract offer for Lamar, which, you know, we're going to talk about coming up next. So why don't we talk about the Lamar Jackson situation? Since people are sending me Lamar Jackson rumors, Robert is requesting that we put Chris Frazier in timeout for citing rumors without giving me specific reports or uh, resources where we're getting those reports. If they are in fact reports, instead of just bullshit you read on Facebook, um, I can't put people in a timeout, Robert. I believe that that power solely belongs to you. Maybe I can, but I don't know how to wield that power just yet. So uh, I have no, I have no interest in doing rumor mill um, discussion tonight, unless you have an actual source that is credible that you want to bring before the class, and then we can talk about it together. It's really not hard to figure out what's credible and what's not, guys. I know that you're capable of that. It's a very, very low bar, uh, but I think that, uh, I think that. That is the uh, that is the situation. Bert would like people to vote. Um, you know, I largely don't believe in in uh, my uh, you know my portion of the programming, whether that be the radio show, the primetime show, the six one five sessions, or the install. I largely don't believe in my platforms being democratic, but I am willing to put it to a vote. I largely like to run these things like a dictatorship. But Robert wants people to decide whether they would like to put Chris Fraser in timeout. So vote amongst yourselves. Uh, whether you would like put, uh, to put Chris Frazier in timeout, uh, and Robert will do the deed if you so choose. Uh, while you do that, I will tell you that the primetime show is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today, and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000. Win or lose. Nobody does it better. Nobody gets you more for your money than Superbook.com. They are the best sports book out there. There's no more fun place to wager than that Superbook Sports app. You can get a $250 bonus additionally when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. So don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. So, um... 
what is the vote tallied out to? Uh, are, are you guys electing to put Chris Frazier in timeout at this point? Robert, you uh, have permission to reveal yourself and let me know the verdict at this stage of the game. Oh, are you choosing not to? Are you protesting this? Are you scared? Are you scared to come forward? Are you naked? Are you doing the show without clothes again? No, you deleted our two shot. So. Oh, did I? <laughs> well, uh, everybody's saying to ban his ass, which I no, I don't kinda... think he needs to be banned. No, I'm going to lay the hammer down if we're going to do this, but I don't think we should do it. I think we should set an example. Let him live for now, but if it persists, I'm going to drop the oh, almost cuss ban hammer. Well, um, I think that a suspension may be warranted because we've warned people about bringing unsubstantiated rumors into the chat when they know I don't have time to uh, resource them and fact check them in real time. And they're just trying to get me to read random Ron Burgundy shit on the internet. Um, So I think that a suspension may be warranted for maybe this segment. Um, But I don't think a ban uh, is there quite yet. Somebody said Bert looks lit. I am lit. See. (laughs) Okay. So let's keep the primetime show rolling. Trade bait for Lamar Jackson at this point. The Titans, uh, I am very, very pessimistic, not peptimistic, but pessimistic about the Titans being in on the Lamar Jackson market because no team is right now, which is a pretty funny situation unless you're Lamar. The question I would like to ask you is this. What's the biggest reason Lamar Jackson does not have a uh, contract right now, doesn't have a deal from an NFL team, whether that's his team or another one we will discuss together right after I remind you that, uh, well, I've already done that. Primetime is uh, presented by uh, Superbook Sports. We've told you that already. So Lamar Jackson's situation is a complicated one. And for a lot of teams who are interested in acquiring the uh, soon-to-be 26-year-old NFL MVP, there are very few reasons why it makes sense that teams have not acquired him. We were doing the install today with Greg Cosell of NFL Films, and I asked Greg specifically, from a football standpoint, is there something that I'm missing here that would keep teams from offering Lamar a contract, or is it just the unknown, the negotiations part of this that we are not privy to that's bogging all these things down? So I put this in front of Greg because I knew Greg would answer it intelligently. This is a clip from our episode of the install that went up earlier today. One question for you out the out the door, just because it's swirling around an owner meeting concluding this week. Uh, right now, are, are you surprised that teams uh, are not more in on the idea of trading for Lamar Jackson at this point? Well, I would guess that there's a lot more going on there than just certain. Yeah, so that's a hard question to answer. No one's going to sit here and say Lamar Jackson's not a great dynamic player. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, they, the team, they don't want him because he's not any good. That's silly. Of course, he's a great player and he's an explosive player and he's a game changer and an impactful player. We know. So there's more going on here, Buck, that you and I clearly don't know about. Um, So it's it becomes very hard to discuss, you know, why teams aren't interested. But there's clearly something going on that is probably goes beyond just his play on the field. Yeah. it you has know, to be right. And maybe we'll find that out. Maybe that all that will get leaked at some point, or maybe we, we won't find it out and we'll, we'll not know. Um, but you know, it's, it, it goes beyond on the field. Now, the only thing I would say about on the field is when he came 
you know, people can talk about what he did in college all day long with Bob Trino. He ran a pro offense. It's yes and no. Without going into every detail of the offense, that's a yes and no. It's not a it's not a straight line answer. Um, but I can tell you for a fact because I knew someone on the staff when he was in his first couple of years in the league in Baltimore that they structured an offense specifically for him, and it's a little different than your quote unquote conventional NFL offense. And Obviously, he excelled in it because it really played to the fact that there was no one in the league with his dynamic traits as a runner. And he's a good passer. He's not a I don't know if we'd say he's a great passer, but he's a good passer. Yeah. Um, but they built an offense specifically for him. So the question is, and I'm just talking from a football perspective, this may have nothing to do with what why he's not not been traded for, you know, or it may have everything. to do. Who knows? But the point I'm trying to make is. Do teams feel that you would have to do that if he was your quarterback? And if the, if teams feel they would have to do that, that's a little more complicated than people might think. So, you know, that's like starting over now, you know, trying to build an offense. And again, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just, you know, postulating it. No, and that's, that's I, I wanted to ask you that question, Greg, because I know you'd give me a very football on-field specific answer. I'm just looking for any answers anywhere that I can get because this yeah. is very confusing to me. But Yeah, and, and you know, because it's, and again, I bet that 95% of it has to do with things you and I have no idea about. Yeah, that's that seems to be the state of things right now with a, a very intriguing young player, former MVP of the league. Uh, Greg, appreciate the time as always. Uh, look forward to getting this, into some more prospects. So that's from the install with Greg today. Uh, hot doobie on YouTube, the only person who looks more lit than Robert did. To be honest, Malik in the 11th overall pick will get us the 12th pick. <laughs> now you guys are just being mean. Disrespectful. Lamar Jackson, the biggest reason Lamar Jackson doesn't have a contract is because uh, teams could go through the hassle of putting together a contract offer, getting Lamar the guaranteed money, getting the capital necessary to commit to Lamar, and then immediately Baltimore can just match it, right? Baltimore can turn around and say, okay, you've done all the hard work. Now we can just give him the contract that you've put out for him because that's the benefit that they have by placing the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Uh, it's a very, It's been a very, very smart decision by Baltimore. It's not their fault. Uh, it's, it's the best possible play in a circumstance like this. Um, it's unfortunate for Lamar. It's unfortunate for Lamar's market. And it's unfortunate for teams who may actually want to acquire Lamar Jackson, because, uh, just to have, just to put that all together, turn it around and say, okay, for Baltimore, just to be able to say, okay, we'll do that deal. So thanks for the, thanks for the hard work. It'll be fine. Percy Sledge says Lamar needs an agent. He doesn't though. Like that's, it's just, that's such a, uh, and Percy, it's not your fault. Um, it's not, it's just a, it's something I think that people say when they don't actually understand what this looks like for Lamar Jackson. It's not like Lamar Jackson doesn't have some kind of representation. Lamar Jackson has a lawyer who is responsible for being involved in his contract negotiation, somebody to work out the legalese of these things. Lamar Jackson has a management team. Um, now, not having an agent can do them a disservice in terms of if Lamar Jackson is trying to get a shoe deal done and he needs an agent to communicate with uh, with a sneaker with the sneaker company, do you know how well Lamar Jackson Nikes would sell? In fact, we've heard that that's something that has been bungled by a lack of an agent. So there is income opportunities um, 
that uh, that Lamar Jackson has missed out on because he doesn't have an agent. But it's a it's a ridiculous uh, it's a ridiculous narrative to say that he absolutely has to have an agent. That the reason that this has become the situation that it has is because he doesn't have an agent. No, that's just now. Would it help? Maybe an agent probably would have been pushing to get a deal done sooner. So maybe there's not that birdie on Lamar Jackson's shoulder saying, "Hey, this is the thing that makes the most sense." But the agent also stands to make a good. I mean. A chunk of money, even if it's a smaller percentage off a Lamar Jackson contract. Um, so it would be more understandable for an agent to put pressure on the player at that point to be like, hey, this is going to be the best deal for you. If the player doesn't believe that way, then he can go about his business this way. And it's not worked for Lamar so far, but I just don't think that absolutely neat means that they ha- that he has to have an agent. Um, there's There's plenty of other things in place around Lamar Jackson that just aren't technically his agent. So uh, we'll see what happens with Lamar. I think that the uh, I think that the biggest reason though is because teams don't want to do all the legwork for the Ravens just to have Baltimore match a deal. All right, let's do a weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back this weekend in sports? Uh, Russ Kelly says other teams doing the hard work. They have tried for two years to get a deal done. I would say that is frustrating to the Ravens. No, the Ravens don't give a shit. The Ravens, it's all gravy, babe. They got him. He's under contract for Baltimore. They tagged him. For $32 million, an exceedingly good deal. Baltimore's not feeling any stress. But what did Baltimore care? Honestly, this is a better situation for Baltimore because they clearly don't want to pay him long-term. So if they tag him this year and they make another team do all the legwork for the contract and then come through and say, yeah, we'll match it. And if it doesn't happen, we'll just, okay, play on tag for $32 million. He's not going to not play, right? Now, he didn't sign the tag just yet, and that's a big part of this. Um, or at least I haven't seen it reported that he signed the tag just yet. I think the last reporting around it is that he has not signed his non-exclusive franchise tag. So um, I do think that that matters as far as as his contractual rights um, being retained by Baltimore. But it's not like Lamar is going to go to them hat in hand. I don't think Lamar Jackson is... Now, he could sit out a year, theoretically. I don't think... Man, that's tough. Uh, that's tough to do. I think that Lamar is capable of doing that, and if he's trying to get a point across, um, you know, I would be shocked if Lamar Jackson play, plays for $32 million this year. The incentive just, it doesn't exist for him to sign that tag right now, and for the Ravens, they're just sitting around being like, okay, we're good, we'll figure it out. And if they want to play a season with Tyler Huntley, then they can play a season with Tyler Huntley, and we'll see what that works out to be. Uh didn't y'all already learn your lesson with Malik Willis's ski on YouTube? Your franchise is incapable of developing quarterbacks. AR is a cult cope with Tannehill. <laughs> um, well, no. In fact, Anthony Richardson's probably going to be in, end up going to the team who picks third overall. Now, maybe the Colts straight up and go get him. But I think the, I honestly think the Colts are most likely to end up with Lamar, even even with the Ravens kind of being uh, in the spot that they are at this point. Uh, we will see. Who needs to bounce back most in sports, though, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. No uh, workout is ever recycled or repeated. No group of of coaches will push you harder but keep you safe while you do that. It is all about doing this in a safe and 
uh, and and secure fashion because sometimes if you haven't been in the gym for a while, if you're doing one of these group classes for the first time, you may feel overwhelmed. It may be intimidating for you if you've not done these kind of classes before. I personally enjoyed it, but it did take me some time to kind of get comfortable, and the coaching staff at True Math Fitness helped me with that process. They will help you the same way that they helped me. 52 pounds is what I was able to lose courtesy of True Math Fitness, truemathfitness.com for your first workout free and all their great membership options. Uh, so who needs to bounce back most in sports this week? Let me know in the comment section. Uh, Wade Phillips says, Chris Bynes, what's going on with Wade Phillips? I haven't heard that name in a while. Um, I think uh, Chris Frazier needs a bounce back. That time was looming. Uh, that timeout was looming, says Nate Burner. Um, Lamar has to understand he's 26, but time is rolling and won't wait for him to sign a contract. That's a good point by Xavier Cohen. The, the Lakers need to bounce back, according to Chris Frazier, who is now no longer suspended for a segment. Uh, welcome back, Chris. I think the uh, the Lakers, uh, where are the Lakers? in? Because there's, I mean, what is there, like five games left in the N NBA regular season? We're, we're winding down at this point. I don't know where the Lakers are in the West uh, at this stage. Le uh, Le LeBron just recently having returned to the lineup. Um, I think if they weren't in the postseason, it would be louder. So I'm assuming that they're in right now, but I haven't looked at the, uh, I haven't looked at the Western Conference standings in a while. Um, <laughs> the Preds need a bounce back, says Albert Martin. They're, they're sniffing around. They're pretty close too. the Preds are trying to figure this thing out at this point. Uh, eighth in the West says Bert. So they are the play in right now, the Lakers. Um, that is a pretty interesting situation for LeBron now that he has come back. But I think the place where I would turn my bounce back attention to uh, more than anything at this stage, the idea, uh, well, actually, I don't remember what Robert picked for a bounce back video. So why don't we find out together? We show players this picture and they have to name each coach in this picture. Let's give it a Travis Kelsey try right now. I'm the worst with names, but I can tell you team. Starting on the left. Chargers, Giants. Yep. San Fran, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> no chance you're getting this one. Zero percent chance. No clue. <laughs> uh, Jets. Uh, after Jets, nothing. I don't even, I've never seen that man in my life. Uh, so good. I mean, three in a row. I have no idea who those dudes are. That was our offensive coordinator, Shane Steigen for the Coles. Come on, Travis. So who's next to Dougie P? Who the f you should know that? that one. You should definitely D'Amico, know that I know one. D'Amico. Who's the other one? You should know him because he's arguably your biggest rival. Oh, that is. Yeah, that's Cincy. He's a dog. Start with Matt Foley. Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Foley. Um, again, never seen this fucking guy in my life. <laughs> it's my defensive quitting. Miami. God damn it. <laughs> There's no way that guy coaches in the NFL, man. Then Pete Carroll, Harbaugh, obviously, you know, the next Rivera, Broncos country, let's ride, Gordon Bombay, we got the Packers, and then no clue, and then Bills. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't know how much better I could do. So that's courtesy of Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey's podcast. The NFL owners meetings uh, coming through this uh, this week, and they always take those annual pictures. Now it's funny that Vrabel didn't wasn't there for the picture. I don't know. Mike's probably ripping his uh, ripping his uh, vape pen somewhere, trying to play some golf in Phoenix. The NFL owners meeting, and honestly, I don't think I, I cover the league. I don't think I would do much better than Travis Kelsey just did. 
I have no idea what Ke- I had no idea what Kevin Stefanski looked like uh, until the other day. Now, uh, Kevin Stefanski, who Travis Kelsey looked at and said, "There's no way that guy uh, coaches in the effing league right now," and you know he's been the Browns coach for quite some time. But I do think that uh, I do think that we uh, that I don't know how well any of us would do with that, especially right off the hiring process. William Jones can uh, says, "Can we get some opening day talk?" That's the closest I've ever been to dropping an F-bomb on the show. Absolutely not. You cannot get any baseball talk here. I have, listen, baseball, I know they're changing the rules to try and get people like me to care about baseball. Um, (laughs) There is no scenario under which I will care about a sport that has 162 games of inventory, especially not on their opening week, man. I I could give a shit (laughs) about baseball. Um, I mean... I bet there's a there's a high percentage chance, including the World Series, that I do not watch a full baseball game start to finish all year. In fact, I I would bet I would bet the under. I bet I do not see a single start to finish baseball game all year. I could not care less about that sport. Um, I know the I know the Braves won today. I know that Lucas will put that in his sports update, and I know that's as much baseball talk as we'll probably do for the season. Because uh, there's just there could not be a less interesting sport to me than the sport of baseball. Um, and listen, if you love it, that's great. I like to go to games. I like to go uh, to baseball games and, uh, you know, drink in the band box at the Sounds game. All I need is the Nashville Sounds. Tell me what the Sounds are doing. I'll, I'll care about the Sounds before I care about Major League Baseball. It's because that uh, <laughs> that's because that stadium or that uh, that ballpark is about six blocks from my house, and I can have a great time there and then walk my happy ass home. Um, but anyway, for those of you who enjoy baseball, I hope you did enjoy opening day. You will get none of that here from me, either on the radio show or on certainly not on the primetime show. Um, primetime or uh, 3HO will be at the game tomorrow, says Patricia. I, uh, I'm going to a sounds game this Saturday. Uh, one of my buddies wanted to go um, on Saturday. So I'm going to, I don't think I made it to a game. No, I made it to one game last year. I made it to at least one sounds game last year. Um, but I'm definitely going Saturday night. So I'll look forward to, uh, look forward to that um because it's a great ballpark and like i said it's very very close to my home which makes me happy uh all right have a great rest of your evening radio show tomorrow oh don't forget ben jones titans uh former titan center ben is going to co-host uh the third hour the third and final hour of the radio show with me tomorrow it's going to be a lot of fun got a lot of things to talk about with benny boy um and i think that uh i think that you're going to enjoy that coach mack will be there as well we'll have a great time um and uh, yeah, that's all I've got for you on the primetime week. Have a great rest of your evening. Radio show starts at 10 a.m. tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.